Hi everyone, Ione and Olivia here and we're so excited to be presenting a brand new limited podcast series exploring modern identity. Made in collaboration with Monkey, Skin Your Own explores what it means to be alive today and the biggest issues affecting our generation. From period poverty to body positivity, gender and race, we want to know where the conversations are at and what we can do to move them forward. We're talking to the people at the forefront of these issues and acting change through their work and lives. So this is episode two, which is really exciting. Hey! Can't believe we're already on episode two. So today we're going to be talking about body positivity, but more specifically, like kind of a less mainstream version of body positivity, I suppose, or like what body positivity should be, not necessarily what it is right now, because even though body positivity is obviously such a huge deal and something that quite a lot of people talk about or know about to a certain extent now, there are still definitely barriers, especially when it comes to like different body types and like fat women and fat people and the barriers they face. And I suppose the interview kind of focuses in on that in social media spaces because of who our guest is. So today we're talking to Naomi Nicholas-Williams, who is someone who talks, I agree completely, Ioni, about where the conversation around body positivity should be, not necessarily where it is. I definitely think that's just such a good point because like body positivity is so like blase and it doesn't really feel like gritty enough the conversation like where it is now. Yeah it's totally that thing of just like the depoliticization of these social issues and that comes back to making it kind of about individualism doesn't it so body positivity like the idea I don't know if I'm getting way too deep lol but the idea (laughs) of positivity that's like a personal emotion, isn't it? So the onus is on you to feel positive about something. It doesn't address the systemic and systematic issues of the way that we treat fat people in society, basically. Yeah, so it's like twofold, isn't it? Because part of it is with you, because like the work is like unlearning biases that you've like learned towards yourself, but also like acknowledging that the biases aren't just going to go away unless we challenge them. Yeah, and like how we literally see these things every day on such a huge societal level it's beginning to unpick that in yourself but also challenge that in other places that you see it which is kind of basically what you just said sorry for just parroting back at you no it's okay I like it it's basically what we do anyway (laughs) Um, Naomi was part of also part of a campaign called I want to see Naomi because her image was taken down off Instagram because it breached their like community guidelines whereas like It definitely didn't and it was just totally a complete act of discrimination against Naomi's body and work and body of work. Yeah and it's something that we see across Instagram and across social media so widely but Naomi's campaign kind of really really brought this issue to the fore and to like a lot of people that maybe weren't so aware of it if they're not as extremely online as I am which is embarrassing to admit (laughs) but it was covered in the Guardian and Grazia and in like the national press and hopefully it's really I mean, we discussed this in the interview, so I won't give away too much, but I'm hopeful that it means there will actually be progression and change, but we'll have to see. But for now, let's chat to Naomi. Here we go. Hi, Naomi. Hello. Hiya. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So for anyone who might not know who you are, would you mind introducing yourself and your work and what you do? Sure. I always find that question really hard. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a black plus size fat model. I'm all about body positivity. 
self-love, mental health. I champion all of those things because I think that mental health is really important. And obviously black um, women need to be represented and black people in general, especially ones that aren't represented as much. So all my work centers around those topics. And for anyone who maybe was keeping up with our astrology beauty series, Naomi actually modeled for Scorpio. And you are actually a Scorpio, right? Proud Scorpio. I am. I'm the proudest. My tattoo's here. I haven't got anything <laughs> yeah. but yeah. The proudest Scorpio. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Scorpios get a bad rep, don't they? So Yeah, sometimes. But I think it's just because people misunderstand us. But I think if, you know, people take the time to understand, just like everyone and every star sign, then you know, there's depth there and there's, you know, niceness because I'm a very lovely person <laughs> niceness <laughs> I recently like because you know when you do your birth chart or whatever and you have to know your exact birth time yeah I had mine wrong for ages and I recently found out I was a Scorpio what am I let me double check I think I'm Scorpio <laughs> rising oh, yeah wow. Scorpio rising and I was like <gasps> what's your son in Aquarius and then my moon is in Leo oh wow okay very 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 bad like i'm not even gonna comment just oh that's nice i'm just gonna talk to the scorpio in your chart (laughs) (laughs) oh my god no i i really relate to aquarius i think but Mm. leo i've always not liked leo or kind of had like a which is rude because i am you're a leo Leo. (laughs) yeah yeah my sun moon and mercury are all in leo so all of the biggest possible influences on your life and personality and ego mine is um mine is scorpio scorpio cancer so i'm all water yeah i know (laughs) it gets very emotional (laughs) (laughs) i love love that about water signs though so like i just love it but surprisingly we're actually not talking about horoscopes today We are going to be talking about body positivity and more specifically, well, the way that I prefer to talk about it, especially is like fat liberation, which I know is something that you're also really passionate about, Naomi. Uh, But for anyone who maybe like doesn't even know what those two concepts are, how would you describe them? I just, for me personally, I think it's just being like unapologetically yourself. When you are in a bigger body, there's always things and people that want to have to comment and, you know, make you feel like really crap about yourself. But I think just living in your truth and living to be the person you are is the most important thing. And I feel liberated when I'm doing such and when I'm creating content that centers my body and what I've been through and where I am and how I've accepted myself as a fat black woman. So I think it's about that, really. I'm really interested in kind of your journey, lol, even though that's a cringe expression or story Mm. to kind of becoming a model or someone that is in front of the camera a lot Mm. and does use their body as like a point of inspiration for others because I think especially as a fat person like I'm fat too it's obviously difficult to put yourself out there especially at the beginning of your journey of like accepting yourself even just the beginning of adulthood like from teenagehood you grow up self-conscious don't you so then how did you kind of like come into being like no I'm actually going to do this I'm going to put myself out there put myself in spaces where you're not welcome I'm very persistent person and anyone's opinion external of my own it doesn't bother me. Like, obviously words can cut and I'm not like trying to absolve like the fact that words can hurt. But I see it as if you're not paying my bills, if you're not helping me any any shape or form in my life and like bettering me and my energy, then what you say doesn't affect me. So I'm not going to say it's taken like a day. It's taken years. And obviously I have days like everyone where I feel a bit shit. Sorry, I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, of course you can. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Good to know. Noted. Um, <laughs> um, but, 
I remind myself of my purpose and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. I'm doing it for me and I'm doing it for the other younger models or people that look like me, whether that be in complexion or in body shape or in height, that they can see someone that looks like them. So that keeps me motivated and I just kind of like drown out and turn down anything that's not relevant to my vision and what I'm doing. Yeah, and I think it's kind of a weird one, isn't it? Because as someone who is like not normative mm. or whatever, if you're putting yourself out on Instagram for yourself, but that platform is by its nature kind of people looking at you, if that makes sense. And your job is people looking at you. So yeah. there must be difficult times where you're like, you're taken out of yourself a bit. So how do you then recenter yourself and keep yourself on? No, I know what I'm doing. This is my mission kind of thing. I have great people around me. I'm very close to my cousins and they just like refocus. My best friend is just the best, Sophie. Shout out to her. She's a nurse. She's incredible. But she's very much a get out of your feelings and be present and think about why you're upset. She always asks me, why are you upset about something or someone that's irrelevant to you? And that kind of brings me back. So it doesn't bother me. It, it's, it really doesn't. Like I can't invest too much like low vibrational energy into people that are saying negative things because it just says a lot more about them. So if I get really sad and my anxiety, it would be my anxiety that would make me feel low because I have anxiety disorder. Um, not what people would say, but I'd meditate with my crystals and just like center myself and be mindful and bring myself back to the present and where I am. And again, what I'm doing and why that's important and refocus. So what kind of made you want to be the representation you wanted to see? Like, I feel like even just this year, the conversation has ramped up quite a lot in terms of fat visibility mm. in all spaces. Before that, it was kind of like Instagram based and there was so much good stuff on Instagram. Now it seems like that conversation is permeating mm. and in part due to you with your I Want to See Naomi campaign. Yeah. But in that first instance, when did you kind of realise, wait, this is wrong. No one looks like me. I've always felt that way from when I was at school. <laughs> so I just didn't have the balls to do it then. Um, I was always mouthy. So I always like, was like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, there's no one that looks like me. But I never like actually thought, okay, because I'm a photographer at first. That's my love. So I always would take pictures of people. I'd be like, eh, there's no one that looks like me here. And I can't fit into these clothes that I love. And I love fashion. I love style. I can't see myself in these. So I thought, hey, I'll do it. And obviously people around me were like, no, nah, you've got such a nice face. Why don't you model? I was like, okay. So <laughs> literally it was like that. It was like, I have not seen anyone that looks like me. And it's not fair because literally there's so many people in this world and we all deserve to be represented. We all wear clothes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So why aren't there clothes for everyone? We don't walk around naked outside. So that was like my like kind of push to like try and do it. And I'm guessing doing it. So it's working. And something that I always really struggle with when it's like the conversation of like, plus size clothing options or just visibility for fat people is that oh well there's not the demand or two the one that really gets me is like it's not aspirational like catwalks have to be aspirational so they oh have God. to be skinny mm -hmm. or they have to be white or they have to be you know normatively beautiful whatever you want to call it mm. but especially body sizes that's what we're focusing on here yeah and part of a huge thing about polyester is making because like something that I really struggle with with a lot of like body positivity imagery over the last few years, and I do think it's changed recently, is that oh you have to wear like an ugly beige pan and it's like real and it shows your stretch marks and blah blah. I think that's all great, but it's like why can't fat women also be glamorous and have like the best makeup yeah. and look completely sick while they're doing it? Like 
we deserve that representation too. Agreed. What would you kind of say to the like aspiration argument? Like, oh, it's not aspirational to be fat. I, I, I've always found that so difficult. Like no one is trying to teach anyone. When someone says that I'm promoting obesity, no one is trying to tell anyone to be fat. Like, and it's always a problem if someone is fat and they're happy. It's like, you can't possibly be fat and happy. It's just like, not a thing. I don't, I again don't focus on those people i try to educate people but i also don't want to educate too much because being black having to do with racism having to do with sexism it's a lot and on top of that having to educate people who think that only a certain caliber of woman deserves to be you know in a certain job or do a certain thing like walk on a victoria secrets catwalk thank god that's done but it's their condition so until they're ready to unlearn what they've been taught and conditioned like by society and the media what I do is not going to affect them. They're not going to take any notice of me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always weird because like, yeah, that thing where it's like, oh, fat people are trying to promote or like make other people the way they are. I think that says more about the way that we view diet culture and skinniness because that's always like, you need to change to become me. Whereas fat girls on Instagram are always just like, no, I feel great. And maybe by looking at me, you can feel great too. It's not like yeah. you have to do this, this and this to make your life better, sure. if that makes sense. Yeah, it's not about like, it's not about to influence someone yeah. changing themselves, but accepting themselves or just like accepting themselves in any way. Of course. Uh, yeah, I think that's what's like so nice about it in general is like even just thinking about different, you know, because we think about influences so much when we think about like online culture and imagery, mm. just thinking about like, the difference between like trying to influence someone to change and trying to influence someone to like be happy where they are yeah they're like totally different ways of being they're different things 100 percent. yeah and how we just approach them is so different but they're like it's not so obvious which is trying to do what like so you're like subtly dealing with like do i want to change am i happy yeah oh yeah fuck well that's the thing it is really hard to kind of unlearn all of these things even as a Mm. fat person you have your own not you personally but like fat people do have their own internalized fat phobia as well yeah and so even though it's so helpful seeing all of this positive imagery but it still takes a lot to unlearn everything that you've been told about yourself your whole entire life do you know what I mean yeah of course and I think that is such a good thing that yeah you like focus on the positives of it I suppose Mm. so let's talk a bit about the I want to see Naomi campaign for anyone who may not have seen it on Instagram do you just want to talk through like what happened basically yeah so Alex Cameron and I did a shoot on July 30th and it was literally for a, a portrait shoot I loved Alex works she loved mine and was like yeah let's work so we shot some incredible images um, and we both posted around the same time on the same evening and instantly our images were taken down and we were both like what's happening did someone report it so we reposted again same thing happened in like five minutes yeah so Alex was like absolutely not this is not happening so she called on Gina she asked her she's their friends and Gina was like right I'm on it so she created a hashtag she's like why is this happening and we basically kept trying to post the images and everyone we kept asking people to post them and they did it anyway and theirs were taken down and we literally started a hashtag the press and the media got wind of it and it just kind of snowballed and took a life of its own and now it's here where, where we are you know kind of got a review change on instagram but we're just waiting and hoping that the guideline will be implemented so what is that review change if you don't mind me asking so what they're trying to re um assess is how they review semi-naked pictures because basically what they said was their guidelines can't tell the difference between someone covering their boobs and someone like 
pressing their boobs together in a sexual manner. My images weren't doing that. Mm -hmm. But what my argument was is that there's literally thousands of slim white women who are naked, who do so much more than what I was doing. And my images were very tasteful, I believe. And apparently they couldn't tell the difference. So they're going to review that. That's all well and good. And I spoke with Instagram about it and they apologised. But I didn't get an explanation as to why my images actually were taken down. They kind of just said sorry. But they said they were wrong and they, it wasn't meant to come down. But there was never an there was never a why, basically. Wasn't there like an, from reading articles, basically, mm. like an internal investigation when you're like, the problem's internal anyway? So what good is an internal investigation going to do? But I feel like that's, with a lot of big corporations, that's their, their cover, their, their, their go-to. It's like, oh, we're reviewing it internally. And apparently, is it Adam Moss? He did a uh, article with Cosmo in June saying that they were going to review it because, you know, they've been accused of being like biased, um, having racial biases. But it's now, when was it? A month later, my image was still taken down. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm still at a bit of a, what what are we doing? So I also read in the article that you did with Grazia that mm. I hadn't even thought about it before. And as someone, so like obviously my job's editing the audio, so I don't work so much in like bots or whatever, but I've, you know, I've dabbled with them. Yeah. Um, that sounds so weird. Yeah, but um, <laughs> even just like thinking about, you know, like working on algorithms, even just with polyester or whatever. Mm. And the one thing you said in the article was like, who writes the codes yes. for who takes the images down? And it's like, fucking hell, even the robots are like the patriarchy yeah. and racist and like ableist. And it's just like, what the fuck? But do you know what's funny? That there's actually people that actually look at people's images and then they will put it into the system. So basically, when you get over a certain amount of numbers, they keep an eye on you. Oh, really? Yeah. So they can look at certain things. So that's what kind of, I was like, uh, that's like a mind blow. Because I thought it was literally like a computer. But it's obviously someone who's written the codes and they're bringing their biases and going, eh, I don't like that picture of that caption. And then put it into the system. Well, that's how I perceived it or how what I was told. So obviously there is someone obviously watching yeah. people's, you know, platforms and it's not an equal playing field as much as, you know, they try and say that it is when it's not. And then they put it into a system that was created by someone yeah. who's created a faulted system. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You go back to it and it's like, who who are those people sitting behind those desks? Like, it's going to be white men, basically, of that course. are like making the algorithm that are monitoring our usage. Mm. And I find that not to dep- well it is depressing isn't it how like the internet kind of felt like this- not to- oh no yeah it is. <laughs> for a while the internet felt like a bit of a utopia right like you could make the representation for yourself online build a following mm. and that was something that wasn't going to be mimicked across like the mainstream world but you could build that for yourself yeah but now it seems like more and more these walls are coming down a bit like even since i want to see naomi mm. we've had a couple of images of fat women deleted off Instagram. One of them was, you know, Gina Tonic. Her, like, holding up... She wasn't naked. She was, like, holding up her boob. I'm showing now, but obviously the listeners can't see. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we have stuff like that happen all the time. Like, if, if we post anything with partial nudity, mm. we get shadow banned, which is also so shit because part of the reason we have to shoot, or we did have to shoot back in the day a lot more partial nudity is because the clothes aren't available to shoot fat women Mm. in. Like, if you want to do, like, a high fashion thing, if you want to do this, and you're not, like, you can't afford to make custom clothes for each model or whatever, Mm. 
then you do have to be creative with the way you're showing these bodies. And also it's great to show them partially nude or like as their bodies are because we need that representation. Absolutely. And then I also saw that the fat zine, which is Gina's zine, had some images taken down which were a similar thing. So it kind of seems like they're ramping it up more than anything. Yeah, rather than like doing the opposite, which is what they should be doing. That's why I'm still a bit dubious of, you know, this this change. But is there actually going to be a change? That's what I need to... I need answered. I want to hold them to account and I will. So it's not over this whole thing. Like as much as people forget about things very quickly, um, as much as I don't believe in cancer culture, I don't, I believe it's toxic, but I do think that people should be held to account if there is an issue. And, you know, it's been proven that there is one. So yeah, it's a totally different thing. Cancel culture is totally different to holding people that have power to account for their actions in the way that they, well, what they're doing is kind of cancel culture because they are, erasing and censoring an entire group of people from the internet yeah no you're right it is but it's okay because they're a corporation big one you know so it's okay it's fine (laughs) it's also um i've seen some posts if you like off the hashtag i was just like scrolling through it and some of the posts are like people saying like you've um oh it goes against our community guidelines and it's like it even uses the word community and it's like well we're trying to build a community and like you don't even know what community means you don't even believe in it because you're it's like what yeah it's just the language behind it as if like someone going against community guidelines is like and you know it's just like so much more manipulative implying that a post of someone's body compromises a community it's like because only a certain caliber of person is allowed to kind of thrive on there yeah you know it's annoying so speaking of community how did you find yours oh um what do you mean which as in my the plus size community the fat community yeah like the fat community I feel like definitely for myself or for polyester or for whatever I know part of my confidence journey or whatever you want to call it has been literally just making sure my feed is full of other fat people or other people that make me feel good. Yeah. I always say it's so different. Just being in a room full of other fat girls just feels mm. so different to being the only fat girl in the room, for example. So how did you kind of find that space? And Because I feel like that's also something people struggle with. Like if you are the only fat girl in a friendship group or the only whatever, then you can feel so alone in it. So what tips would you give to people, I suppose? Oh my gosh, it's so weird because all my friends that I like, I keep very few friends because that's just the person I am. They're all small people, but they're all so educated on like fat people and, you know, fat liberation. And they're all like behind me and they stand with me and stuff. But as far as like the plus size community, I feel like we just hold each other up. And I feel like I've been really supported by everyone. And I always want to thank everyone that has supported me and continues to. I'd say just find and just cultivate a space, follow people and meet up with people that align with what you align with and just like uphold you and you know are positive as well I think that's the most important thing to do to find your space on Instagram Eh, I'm still like struggling with it as a platform because of this you know but even if it's not on Instagram you know find um look for people seek out people that you know have been supporting you or don't support you or some people that you feel like you could educate I feel like it's not for us to educate people but if some people are willing to and want to learn I think welcome them do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but yeah don't push people away but kind of like welcome them I guess I think another huge conversation that's obviously been happening for the past few months is one on allyship and I think that's definitely something that isn't lacking but there has been a gap Mm. between 
I saw Sophia Tassi say it on her stories. Like, it's always the fat girls that are gunning for the fat girls. Like, you never yeah. see skinny people step up Ever. and be like, we need to include these people too. Mm-hmm. So what sort of advice would you give to someone who would want to be an ally to fat girls or fat people? Do it, be an ally because you, you want to and you want to understand and unlearn your biases. I don't think do it because it's trendy because that's what a lot of like slim influencers do. Oh my gosh, I'm going to include you today because it's trendy, but I don't give a shit about you because I'm going to be like, ah, I feel so fat with my one role. Do you know what I mean? It's so, so toxic to like be hailed for like 10 minutes and then walk outside and be given shit. You're like, literally. And it's just like, that's what I find so frustrating. Like be an ally to be an ally because you want to actually learn about other people, people that don't look like you. Like, you know what I mean? When we're lovely people, I feel like people are like scared of fat people. We're always like, like held or like shown as these just weird. Okay. Not weird. Do you know what I mean? But in like films and stuff. It's like the problem, like the thing that you would never want to be. Yeah. Or like just the laughing stock. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's continually perpetuated because it's like the worst thing in the world. People is to be fat. And I'm just like, why? Yeah. I can't understand that. There are, so there's so many other things going on in the world but this is the one thing that you are so scared of being that it like seeps into every like bit of your life that you're like spewing like hate without even knowing it to someone that you don't know on the internet that's so been ramped up recently as well hasn't it with like the government's anti-obesity oh, plans God, or whatever yeah. like oh my it's literally on every billboard like every advert like i watch shamefully i watch morning tv because i like to have like a dose of what other people are talking about in the world that's like away from social media yeah. or whatever and every morning it's like this diet this diet how to do this we're gonna put everyone on milkshakes we're gonna do all of these awful things and I think that's what skinny people maybe don't realize because they watch those things and see it as like a fear like oh I can't become that yeah they don't think about like how it feels to actually be a fat person and constantly be invalidated in who you are you are literally never told that you're fine unless you do follow, are lucky enough to like follow people like you mm. or follow platforms that do validate your experiences. Sure. If you're just a normal like person walking down the street watching telly, then you would feel like shit 24-7. Yeah, it's true. I think it's so important to just the people you have around you and you know what you watch and what we digest as well. So as well as like you said, when you're outside, it's it's different. But when you can choose, like we can cultivate what we want to see. And I think that's so important you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think to round off on a positive note, because <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love just like chatting shit about everything. Same. <laughs> my favorite. But what sort of tips or what would be your message to kind of like fat people that are listening to this that maybe are having a shit day, do feel shit, like aren't feeling confident? Like what do you do when you're having a bit of shit day? Is it like take a great pic of yourself or like chat to people? Like what would you do? I kind of find the reason of why I, I when I started feeling like that I like to find the root of when I started feeling like that what it is and then not like living it but just like you know allow yourself to feel what you want to feel don't like rush feelings I always feel like we need to oh here we go the scorpio and me I just feel <laughs> like you need to just like be where you are with the feelings but then remind yourself how much of a bad bitch you are because I'll have a bad time I'll you know write it down I'll meditate and I'll get up and I'll be like okay I have people who love me. I say my affirmations. I remember who the fuck I am. Um, and then I just continue. So just find something that will help you to remind you, remind you of who you are and how far you've come. I'm sure there's hurdles that you've overcome within yourself 
that you probably haven't even like reflected on because you're you know you're upset or someone said something that's hurtful just remind yourself of you know the brilliance basically oh that was great thanks naomi yeah, thank you so much naomi really enjoyed that conversation i feel like we really got into the swing of it yeah i also feel like it's really good to acknowledge just i kind of i know we said it in the intro and we said it in the interview but i think it's so good to acknowledge like internal and external factors contributing to your self-worth especially like in regards to your body because it is just too dismissive to think that the onus is on you it's the same with like everything Mm -hmm. I remember like one of the first interviews I ever did with you well the sound for on um imposter syndrome and it was like it's just not enough to say you're worthy or you can do this because it totally dismisses the fact that the reason that you're having so much internal conflict is because like of the things externally that are telling you that you deserve to have conflict with yourself yeah exactly and then I think what's so insidious about fat phobia is that you then project that onto other people I mean you can say that about lots of isms or whatever like ways that we oppress other people but yeah even just the own language you use to describe your own body like as Naomi said like oh I feel fat today or like oh I'm this today oh I'm that today that does impact other people like your language really does have power in that way you have to really take a step back from the way you view your own body to understand that I think like decentralize yourself I suppose if you are a skinny person yeah totally that was great just to hey just it's a great interview oh thanks Olivia and thanks to everyone else for listening this has been episode two so we have four episodes left of the skin you're in the next episode is with the wonderful Ivy Fisher, who is a writer, content creator, performer, and we're going to be speaking to her all about gender, like what your identity means. What your outlet is for, like, existing, and existing in a world that doesn't necessarily, like, accept gender in the way that you want to express it. Yeah, and also how to channel that into, like, positivity for your community as opposed to letting all of the negative surrounding discourse overtake your mind i think yeah totally positivity for your community i like that yay but yeah that'll be next thursday so make sure that you are subscribed if you're not subscribed so far and we will see you then before we sign off thank you to our collaborators for this series monkey and also thank you to naomi for joining us and thank you to olivia and thank you to you ioni thank you and thank you to Clarissa and Naya and Gina and Carlin and Gina Tonic and Izzy. Thank you so much. See you later. Bye-bye. We'll see you next week. Bye.